If you would, turn in your Bibles today to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 2. And in pre-warning of the message today and next week and next week or ever how long, I am not attempting to be politically correct. I have a calling of God to be biblically correct. And if God says it, that settles it. Whether you or I believe it or not, in modern day terminology, that's a fact, Jack. Amen. Don't look at me as though I was unkind or intolerant. I'm just going to preach what God has already said. But before we do, let's preface it with that God would and could save any sinner, regardless of their DNA, GNA, or bullina. God loves sinners. And if Ishmael had repented, he would no longer be a wild man, but a saved man. Everybody got that now, right? I'm not against turbans or camels. I know folks who smoked a lot of them that were good men, who died because of cancer. So to preface the message, we do not hate, uh, do not love but we are against the ideologies, doctrines, philosophies, and goals of certain religions. We're not of the crowd that seeks to get along. We are the crowd that believes in religious, biblical separation. You understand that? We are Baptists by conviction, not preference, conviction. We are full of conviction that Baptists are biblical. If we were not, we would be the biggest hypocrites in the world. We are of the mindset that there is one inerrant, infallible, preserved Word of God. We do not believe and adhere to all the modern and new pervert, I mean, How can we 
as the child of God believe that the Bible is the inerrant, inspired, preserved word of God than have four or five different translations with different verses, no verses, and change verses. I don't know why anybody would fight Islam and have a translation that disagrees with each other. Well, now that I have you ready for the exciting message, uh, look at what the Bible says for you. It's Ephesians chapter 2. For you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. That was our condition before salvation. Dead to everything that is righteous, holy, and godly. Dead. Have you ever seen a dead man speak? Dead people don't do anything except rise again one day. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Do you know any denominations or any religions that seem to walk according to the prince of the air who was a murderer and a liar from the beginning. Beheading folk. Robbing and pilfering poor countries who under the guise of religion martyrs and kills Christians and infidels, they call them, by scores. You know, any religion that does that, then you just recognize the daddy of that religion. You said, that's strong, preacher. I didn't write that. I just read it. Let me ask you something. Have you heard this term, that bin Laden and his radical fundamentalists hijacked Islam? Or did they just take the Koran serious? Well, I've got to pump this up a little bit. I tell you, it's dying. Folks are just... Uh, why is it we're afraid of the truth? See if you can recognize this quote. The Islamic country, or ISIS, 
is not Islamic. Who made that quote? Obama. The Islamic State is not Islamic. Obama. That's what our government in Washington, that's what the national media and the world leaders would like for us to believe that Islam is a religion Where and in times past, this is verse 2, we're just going to have a good time. If I don't get through, I'll cut it off about 12, and then we'll slice another slice next week. I don't think ignorance is an excuse. Amen? You wait until the courts in Cleburne are governed by Sharia law. And the judges believe and practice Sharia law. They walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit thou now worketh, and the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversations in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Did you know that the pilots who flew the planes into our twin towers was frequently attending and going to the stores of pornography. Getting ready, if you please, to fool the lust of the flesh in a paradise filled with 70-plus virgins. The major who killed 30 innocent soldiers and wounded scores of more down in Fort Hood had been making recent trips to porno shops, preparing himself for paradise. The only sure way in Islam doctrine, the only sure way to paradise is martyrdom, being killed in holy jihad. All the rest have to cross the bridge of eternity. And if your works supersede your sins, then you walk safely over the bridge into eternity. But if not, the bridge collapses and you fall into hell. Verse 4, but God, who is rich in what? There's no mercy in Islam. 
Allah is not a merciful God. No place in the Quran is God, is Allah ever mentioned the God of love and of mercy. The difference between Christianity and Islam is mercy. But God, who is rich in mercy, man, I'll tell you something, you guys ought to shout. For his great love wherein he loved us. There's no place in a wild man for love. Wild means uncontained. Spontaneous eruption. Emotionally unstable. Wild, if you please. That the demon-possessed man in Gadara. He was running loose and wild and naked in the tombs where chains could not hold him. Wild. You say, well, I don't know where you are. I don't either. Let's just read on. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. According to Islam, since Adam there has been... 25 prophets. That's five times those. Adam was the first prophet. Jesus was the 24th prophet. And Muhammad is the 25th prophet. Thusly succeeding all other prophets, the one to be listened to and adhered to because he is the last prophet. Of God. Mohammed, yes. Let's read on. Is anybody bored yet? We don't want to bore you. Now we just do not want to bore you. We don't want to scare you thinking if you leave this church, somebody's going to have a bond strapped to their toenail and blow you across the highway. God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind. Bless your heart. We pay the electricity around here. We can preach what we want. The tool of Islam is the infidel silence and tolerance. Do you know that our soldiers cannot read the Bible? In Iraq and Iran and in Afghanistan, although we're there defending and attempting to secure their liberty and freedom, no, they cannot witness or talk about Jesus. But over here, we will let them say their prayers five times a day in our public schools and carry the Koran. 
we are silenced in our public schools. Our Bible is forbidden in our public schools. We cannot pray in our public schools, but they can pray in our public schools and carry their Koran, the land of the free. And they used to be brave. Well, preacher, where are you going? I have no idea. But I want you to know this. For by grace, verse 8, for by grace are you saved. Through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. Thank God for grace. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for salvation full and free. Thank God that I've been born again. Now, if you would please, with that in mind, Turn in your Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 16. Mohammed actually believed that he was the descendant of Ishmael. And that when he founded and started Islam, it was merely the continuation of Abraham's worship to God. Muhammad did not believe that he started a new religion. He believed that he reestablished Abraham's religion to God. I read for you verse 7 of chapter 16 of the book of Genesis. The Bible says, And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence comest thou, and whither wilt thou go? She said, I flee from the face of my mistress Sarah." And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall be numbered by multitude. Today, 200 million approximately of Ishmael's seed occupy multiplied millions of square miles of oil-rich countries and lands. God said, I will multiply Ishmael's seed 200 million. It took Muhammad Two years to conquer most 
of Arabia. A tremendous military genius he was. A false prophet also he was. And the angel said, and the angel Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child and shall bear a son, shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction, and he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his enemies. She called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me, for she said, Have I also, uh, I also have looked after him that seeth me. Wherefore, the well was called Bear Elomai, behold, uh, behold, and it is between Kadesh and Berid. Now, in the Arabic language, they are not called Kadesh and Berid. But the fifth pillar of faith encompasses her looking for water between these two places. We'll get to that in a minute. Genesis 25, verse 13 through 16, tells us that Ishmael shall have 12 sons, and they will be princes or leaders in their individual countries or segment of land. Twelve princes, a great nation, filled with wild men. That's biblical. Two hundred million occupying the most oil-richened earth in the world. Wyoming, controlling wealth, power, politics, religion. Growing at a rate that is beyond imagination. They double their population every 26 years where the average population is multiplied every 40 years. Made possible because of their doctrine of polygamy. Every Islamic is equated four wives and preach fertilization, population, while we are killing 1.5 million of our population every year. We abort them, they multiply. 
how in the world are they ever going to have a wild man world because that is the ultimate goal of Islam, is to rule the entire world and implement Sierra law for all the world. You women will be blessed. You will not be able to drive an automobile. You must keep every part of your body covered except the eyes and the forehead. You could not travel out of the country without your husband with you or one of your relatives, which is male, to be with you. If you are raped, it can only be proven by three male witnesses. And if you are under Sierra Law, you will be raped. Even in Michigan today, communities are demanding to be tried under Syria law in Michigan. It's at our doorstep and we sit around singing, oh how I love Jesus and everybody else can go to hell. Islam is nothing more than a political system camouflaged in garbs of religion. You did know that. I don't know many Arabs, I do not. But I do know the Bible says that Ishmael will have a violent nature. A violent nature. People who cheer when the Twin Towers are falling People who rejoice at innocent people dying and screaming in burning elements of steel and concrete. A peaceful religion it is. But I kind of agree with Mr. Graham when he said it was not Methodist and Lutheran who flew the planes. They were Muslims. Now, all Muslims are not terrorists, but most terrorists are Muslims. And our young people are joining the ranks by the thousands. Washington would have us believe that it is a peaceful religion. Let me give you some facts about Islam. And you say you ought to be 
glorifying Jesus instead of glorifying Islam. Well, if Islam is glorified today, I'll apologize. See, we have suddenly been shocked, if you please, with new words, new terms, new ver verbiage, new vocabulary. Ten years ago, I didn't even know what an Al-Qaeda was. Somebody said jihad to me, I'd have hit him in the face. I thought they was cussing me. <laughs> Ten years ago, I would have thought ISIS was just two isis stuck together. Huh? Why, even Washington thought the Muslim Brotherhood was the real thing in Egypt. We've been, we've been confronted with new terms, new verbiage, new vocabulary. And I don't want to just sit around ignorant and say, well, Jesus is going to straighten it all out. But you're talking about the sweet by and by. What about the nasty now and now? Are we saved by grace? Then that other crowd that's saved by works is wrong. Amen. Let me give you some facts about Islam. Say, preacher, you ought to be preaching the gospel. I thought that's what Ephesians chapter 2 was. If you didn't find the gospel in Ephesians chapter 2, you need to look again. Amen. Notice some facts about Islam. I, I had the men just throw up some words, and they'll get there after a while. This guy's so busy praying, he's just thrilled to death. Islam, an Arabic term that means submission. That's all it is, Islam. Arabic terminology for submission. Anybody who will submit to Allah, they are a Muslim. Makes no difference what nationality, makes no difference what color of their skin. Islam merely means Arabic submission. Anyone who will submit to Allah's will for their life, they are a Muslim. Well, preacher, how, how do you become a Muslim? By saying the Shahada three times. Here it is. There is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet. You want to become a Muslim? Say that three times, and you're a Muslim. But it don't mean anything. That's just how you get in, Jack. You get in the church by being converted, saved, and baptized. Get into the Muslim by just saying the first pillar of faith three times. You say, what's that got to do with the price of peas? Not a thing. Islam. 
I never heard that word when I was in Tennessee. I never heard that word when I was in California. I never heard that word for the first 20 years of my ministry. Well, if you'd call somebody Islam in Tennessee, they'd have sold you a half gallon of moonshine for 10 bucks. Amen. But all of a sudden, in our lifetime, Islam has become very it's the term Islam, Arabic term for submission. What's the next one, you guys? Slide it up there. Allah, Arabic term for God. Now, please do not misunderstand. Allah is not the God of the Bible. Allah is the God of the Quran. Allah is a monotheistic God. One God. One God. No Trinity. One God. One God. One impersonable God. One God that has never equated mercy or love. One God that cannot provide salvation. You must do it by works. By keeping the five pillars of Islam. Allah. And they say, Allah, there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet. The word Allah just so happens, and I did a little research about Allah. He was one of 360 gods that was worshipped in Mecca. Where that Muhammad was raised and the tribal god of Muhammad was Allah. And when Muhammad fathered and began Islam, he needed one god, not 360. So as the self-proclaimed god prophet of Allah, Muhammad forbid any worship of any other god. The other 359 had to take a hike and Allah was made the official god of Islam. The moon god he was whose symbol was the crescent moon and they doctored it up with a sword because the sword was more productive in evangelism than the spoken word. The symbol is the same as it was when Muhammad was just a little kid and his Kurdish tribe was worshiping Allah, the moon god. You say, how do you know that? Well, this morning while I was praying, I saw a vision. It was because I had anchovies before I went to bed. 
gold is worldwide rule. The avenue by which they intend to bring it to pass is jihad, holy war, and the implementation of Sharia law, meaning the way or the path. It is the legal framework of the Islamic society that's the avenue by which they intend to take over the world you say they'll never do that well they've done a pretty good job if they're the youngest and the fastest growing and they can con our young people in to leave in this country And being obedient to surreal law, wrapping themselves in their blankets, picking up an AK-47 and going to kill infidels like us. If they can talk our young people into that, if they can infiltrate our colleges. By the way, we trained Obama. Yeah, we did. We not only trained him, we elected him twice. A Muslim sympathizer. I'm not so go as far as say he's a Muslim. I don't think he's smart enough to know what he is. He just knows he's president. That's right. Amen. You say, preacher, it cannot happen. You tell me it can't happen. And watch our young people by the scores going to fight for these wild folks. Oh, what's the next term I put up there, Andrew? Anybody know? Koran. Arabic for recitation. Their holy book. If you're ever going to win a Muslim to the Lord, let me tell you something. Don't try to win him with a Bible that has been marked in. Don't ever let the Bible go before below your waist. And don't ever lay anything on top of your Bible. If you're going to win them, you're going to have to be as reverent to your book as they are their book. The Koran was put together 100 years after Muhammad died. Recitation means that these are recitations or preaching or teaching that Muhammad did and people wrote it down on pieces of skin, very small fabrics, and by memory because Muhammad could not read or write but he could speak. And he professed to be the last prophet of Allah and that Allah spoke to him through the angel Gabriel and what he saw 
envisioned and heard from Allah through the angel Gabriel, he spoke and people wrote it down and memorized it and a hundred years after he died, they put the Koran together. And I don't know if you know it or not, but they believe that thing. Let me close with the chronology and it'll help you a little bit. In the Koran, they have what is known as surahs, and those are chapters, 114 chapters in the Koran. The first 12 years of the existence of Islam, all the surahs were speaking of peace and tolerance, because in Mecca, Muhammad tried to be very peaceful and tolerant, and he started to grow. His movement grew so fast, they run him out of Mecca. He went 300 miles to a place called Medina, and there he fathered the movement. And for the first 12 years, all the verses, all the chapters, all that was put into the Koran was peace and tolerance. Ain't that nice? Now guess which part of the Koran Obama believes? The first 12 years. Well, the movement grew so fast, and they had a very vindictive attitude toward Mecca. So Muhammad and his followers began to rob and raid the camel caravans going to Mecca. So the medicants did not like that, so they started fighting against those folks who were trying to rob them. But now the Koran forbids anything but peace and tolerance. So Muhammad issued another surah that overrode the first 12 years, which said that you're permitted to rage war in self-defense. That's another segment of verses in their book. Now that one cancels out the first 12 just like the prophet Muhammad cancels out all the other 24 prophets. Well, some of those folks believed in, in, in uh, conscientious objection because the first 12 chapters in their holy book says that you're to be peaceful and tolerant. Now they've got another chapter that says you are permitted to make war in self-defense. In other words, if you're robbing somebody and they fight against you, you're permitted to kill them. Well, the folks who believed in conscientious objection said, well, let those folks who want to do, do that. Then he issued another verse or chapter or that commanded 
commended every Muslim to fight against those who were fighting them for robbing them. The final chapters of the book commands jihad, 165 verses that says, kill the infidel wherever you find him. So, if you want to be a moderate Muslim, you can read the first 12 years. If you want to be a middle roader, you can read the middle. But now those last commands, those last chapters, supersedes and disannuls all the rest. Here's a couple of verses here. Surah 974. O prophet, contend against the infidels and be rigorous with them. Surah 95. Kill those joined to other gods wherever you find them and lay in wait for them with every kind of ambush. But if they will convert and observe prayer and pay obligatory alms, let them go there. That's just a few of the terms. What else did I put up there, guys? I'm, I'm done. Nothing? Legal framework for Muslims. Jihad, holy war, evangelism by the sword. Kaaba, central shrine in Mecca. That Muhammad believed was built by Abraham. And in that sign, in that shrine, is a meteorite stone, black stone, that fell from heaven, and now they worship that stone, the Kaaba stone. I close with for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of not Allah. It's a gift of a merciful, loving, heavenly Father. Man, we got lots of things to be thankful for. I'm thankful that I'm an American. I'm thankful that I'm American through and through. I am proud to be an American, but I'm prouder to be a Christian. Lined up totally 100% with the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank God that I'm a Baptist. And I thank God I'm not ashamed then I'm a Baptist and got to take my sign down or camouflage it with little bitty letters you can't see at 60 miles an hour. 
I thank God for the King James Bible. You say, why don't you use another one? I can't even live this one. Why should I have another one to try to live? I don't need to try another one if I can't obey the one of God. Anybody glad you're saved? Are you glad you're on your way to heaven? Hmm? If you're not, I'm so glad you can be today. 